Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest in Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Jeffrey from D23. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. We're back. Yay. Hi, friends. Back and better than ever. Yes. Ah. New week. Same us. (laughs) What have you guys been up to? Well, I've really just been diving, watching, and rewatching the first two episodes of The Book of Boba Fett, which episode two, and and again, because they drop on Wednesday and our pod drops on Thursday, like there's always, we're always going to be one behind when with what we're talking about. (laughs) So I always feel like, ah, I wish we could see it. Um, But so good. There's a lot of stuff I did not expect. I love the backstory going on. And as if I wasn't loving the show enough watching it on TV, we have coming up on the show, we have Disney legend Ming-Na Wen and Boba Fett himself, Tim Morrison, coming up to talk about the show. Spilling some droid tea. (laughs) Spilling the boba beans. Oh, Oh, I love it. That's even better. There it is. Even better. And Tony, what have you been up to? Well, I'll take some boba beans, that's for sure. <laughs> but I wanted to give a shout out to my gal pal, Ginger Z. Her new Yay. book came out this week and I can't wait to read it. I know she's one of the first guests on the podcast. So mm-hmm. it's one of, oh my gosh, her second book. And for those of you who want to hear baby podcasters, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey and Sherry, you can hear us interviewing her. I think it was it was one of the first few episodes. Oh, yeah. So we you got to scroll so back. We were so young. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, and Sherry, what have you been up to? Well, I watched a movie on Hulu. It's called World War Z. It is not new. It's from 2013. Continuing mm-hmm. my trend of just finding the most random things to watch on Hulu. Oh my gosh. It is incredible. It stars Brad Pitt. It's like a zombie horror action movie. PG-13, so keep that in mind, parents. But it's like, oh man, I was like really gripping my blanket on the couch as I was watching. (laughs) Like white knuckles. Ooh, it was tense. It's so good. All right. (laughs) Well, good to know. All right, well, before we get to news, some very big news coming out of D23. D23 is dropping, depending on when you listen to this, will have dropped or is going to drop a lot of big D23 Expo news. It's coming out today if by today you're listening to the podcast on the day it comes out on thursday and if you listen to it afterwards then just head right over to d23expo.com after listening to the podcast of course to get all of the details tickets and way way more but let's head into the news so uh sherry what's up first well first up mark your calendars pixar fans mark your calendars red panda fans turning red is premiering exclusively on disney plus on march 11th yay yay yes our favorite tale about an adolescent who turns into a giant red panda when she gets too excited so yeah i mean relatable very relatable. <laughs> well, in other news, Disney Junior has announced the premiere date and the voiced cast for Alice's Wonderland Bakery, which is a new show coming to Disney Channel and Disney Junior. It follows the great granddaughter of Alice, as in Alice in Wonderland. 
And Alice is now a budding young baker at the Wonderland Bakery, where her magical treats are going to help bring a new generation of friends and family together, including some of our favorite characters from Alice in Wonderland. The cast is star-studded and includes Craig Ferguson, Eden Espinoza, who I love from all of her Broadway stuff, but she also was on the Rapunzel series on Disney Channel, Donald Faison, Anna Gasteyer, Vanessa Bear, and Bobby Moynihan. I mean, Bobby Moynihan, obviously, from the podcast, but the two of them mm. play twins Tweedledoo and Tweedledon't. And, of course, our own, the fourth unofficial host of the podcast, Yvette Nicole Brown. So <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So tune in to that coming to Disney Channel and Disney Junior on February 19th. Fun. Well, speaking of tuning in, tis the season, you guys, for new season announcements. So many great shows are being renewed here at ABC. Number one on the list, if any of you can guess it, a 19th season of Grey's Anatomy has been ordered. Amazing. It's staying, of course, as the longest running primetime medical drama series. And season 18 returns on ABC first on Thursday, February 24th in a crossover event with Station 19. So all of our Grey's fans, buckle up. And Station 19 also just renewed for another season. So congrats to both of those shows. Yay. Well, I've got some literally big news. The Beatles Get Back, the rooftop concert is coming to IMAX. Yes. That's so fun. I thought I enjoyed it on my living room screen. (laughs) Just wait until it's a million times bigger. Oh my God. Yes, you can enjoy the iconic rooftop concert that took place in 1969 in this one hour long feature. And it's actually going to be on the 53rd anniversary of that concert. So that'll be January 30th, 2022. And select IMAX theaters are going to have screenings with a filmmaker Q&A that's broadcast via satellite and giveaway exclusive mini posters. Yeah, so get your tickets now at tickets.imax.com. Sweet. Got to get mine. Well, Mm -hmm. listen, I know that we're not supposed to talk about Bruno, but (laughs) we got to talk about Bruno. (laughs) Absolutely. It's true. The Encanto motion picture soundtrack, get this, you guys, just topped the Billboard 200 chart in its sixth week of release. Wow. So fun. The album's two most popular songs, of course, of the week were We Don't Talk About Bruno and Surface Pressure. Fun Mm -hmm. fact, I did see that We Don't Talk About Bruno was also a trending song on the TikTok. So there's that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Additional fun fact, we've got a Disney TikTok using that trending song. What? There we go. Full circle. We do talk about Bruno a lot. We are talking about Bruno a lot. And a reminder, so many great new songs from this film from Disney Animation. Our friend Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote eight original songs for it. And it's so great to see these two uh, leading the pack. Yep. And of course, you can listen to our podcast interview with Lynn as well as Stephanie Beatriz if you head over to d23.com and, and uh, look back and find that episode, which is fantastic. But you know, before you do that, you know what it's time for? snack time it's always snack time always snack time but now it's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend courtesy of our friends at d23 the official disney fan club for complete details visit d23.com jeffrey what's up first well what's up first is something that my niece dylan is incredibly (laughs) excited for it is the season two premiere of secrets of sulfur springs 
coming January 14th at 8 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. on Disney Channel with back-to-back episodes. Very excited. Also, head over to d23.com when you have a chance. By this weekend, we're going to have a couple of really fun stories up in a really fun video with that cast. Love it. I do love Jeffrey, our Dylan programming as well. Exactly. Well, I'm afraid of when she ages out of the Disney Channel demo, like I'm going to still have to take these, but then it's just going to be like, oh, Uncle Jeffrey's watching it by himself now. (laughs) The Uncle Jeffrey programming is pretty good too, I got to (laughs) say. But new to the Disney Plus library, for good reason, this is definitely on my list this weekend. On January, Friday 14th, you can watch Betty White Goes Wild. And it's exactly what it sounds like. The late Disney legend Betty White is speaking about her love of big cats and her passion for safeguarding their future in this wonderful documentary special. So tune in to the Mm. Disney Plus. Hey. Also on Friday, the 14th, new to the Disney Plus library is Catch That Kid, which is about what happens when a 12-year-old girl named Maddie's father injures his spine while scaling Mount Everest. And then when the family is unable to afford the surgery that can save him, she decides to rob a bank. I feel like this is very relatable to (laughs) everyone. And it also stars Kristen Stewart. So there you go. Love that. Well, next on Sunday, January 16th at 9 a.m. Eastern on FX, you can watch Invincible starring Mark Wahlberg as part of the FX football Sunday marathon on FX. So I've got to say something here. I'm just going to say it. We all know how I feel about sports in general. Yes. But I saw this movie. I love this movie. I love oh this movie. Oh my gosh. It's I was not good. expecting that. Who are you? Did someone hack your Zoom? I <laughs> okay well sports we love there it you go. okay yeah. really good wow incredible and capping off the weekend on sunday january 16th celebrate the 18th anniversary of teacher's pet on disney plus animated Ooh. musical starring spot the snarky dog <laughs> Well, here we go. Buckle up, everyone. On to our guests. Today, we have two legends with us, a Disney legend and a Star Wars legend. Together, they are the Tatooine Dream Team in the Disney Plus Star Wars series, The Book of Boba Fett. Please welcome Ming-Na Wen and Tem Morrison. No relation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so first, gotta know... What were your impressions of each other when you first met? Mm, I met Tim first day on set. We were about to do a uh, rehearsal for that fight scene that we saw in episode one. And it was me with a bunch of uh, stunt people that I knew from The Mandalorian. And there was Tim all set, ready. He, he was very serious. And then he started doing this. Did you remember you did, uh, the, what is it called, Haka? Haka, yes. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. my first impression of Tem. I like to intimidate people when they first meet me. <laughs> so they behave themselves. And then they find out later that I'm just a silly old clown that tells too many bad jokes. But at least yeah. I got them for like half a day at least. <laughs> <laughs> we have this great fiery dance in our culture called the Haka, H-A-K-A. Yeah. When things are getting a little bit tired, it's a great energy source. It Some really people is. can do their it. breathing. Some people can do their breathing, but we can do this tap into this force where you start yelling and screaming and yeah. you end up in a bit of a frenzy. And yeah. it was done prior to battle. 
to intimidate the enemy. But you didn't want to do it so much so that you run out of gas and you come to the fight, you've already run out of gas. So it was one of those uh, things where you couldn't express yourself any longer. In fact, I brought a little bit of that energy to Boba Fett just to give it a little bit, uh, you know, a bit of fire, a little bit of energy, a little wow. bit of this kind of stuff. Uh, Ming and I just, we had a natural rapport. Everything was very easy. And I had a lot of respect for her. She's done a lot of work. And I noticed she liked to work hard, just as I like to work hard. And I think for both of us, we kind of knew the positions we were in. We, you know, we were the leaders of this canoe, of this waka. And so we wanted to set a good example and we worked really hard. So, and so it gave the crew two people to look up to and two people there shooting and trying to make good. And yeah, I don't think we even had, we didn't even have an argument. <laughs> no, no, we did not. Whenever I geek out at things, that's the only time you're just like, you get a little like, Ugh, all right, man, come on. <laughs> Tem, when work. you first joined the Mandalorian, did you know at the time that there was an idea to spin off Boba Fett onto his own series? No, I didn't, to be quite honest. But I did know if I do a good job here and behave myself and do a good job, they might think of something like that. So uh, I played my cards, uh, made sure early every day, went to makeup. Boy, that, that was that's even a movie in itself. The, yeah. the makeup journey of Boba Fett was, was quite, a, uh, quite. quite an experience and you get very it, close to it. Yeah. When the guy yeah. has to spend more time in the makeup chair than the girl, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it didn't matter how long I was in makeup. You were still in there longer than I was. <laughs> Just doing your lipstick and your eyelashes. That seemed to take two and a <laughs> half hours. You girls start. I never heard so much laughter. I could just hear Ming and her, and her hair lady... Uh, Maria. And they'd just be, Maria, they'd be just laughing and laughing and laughing. A lot of these people were Star Wars fans too, like intimate Star Wars fans, the makeup people. My makeup guy, I'm sort of sitting there, I'm going, oh, who's this guy to Boba? What a blah, blah, blah. What's he got to do with Boba? And the makeup guy knew all about it. So I go, gee, thanks, Chris, you told me that. I didn't know what I was doing in the scene. But, you know, they know the backstory. <laughs> they know if there's been crossover relationships. And so a lot of our people on set working in makeup, working in, on the grips, working in, they knew Star Wars intimately. So a lot of times I'd be referring to them for a lot of their information. With me, we would just say, we just had this wonderful rapport. So we just knew, well, it's either you or me and then away we go. So we just had a great time. Sometimes it was just too much fun, wasn't it? Come on, we've got three big super fans right here. <laughs> I know. Well, you yourself, Ming, I mean, you're a massive Disney and Star Wars fan. We have to ask you, was there anything you filmed in this season that you're allowed to reveal, of course, that kind of blew your mind in filming? I think just the amount of, I mean, I can't say anything, so it's really hard. I'm stumbling on my own words here, but I think ultimately, you know, we had to deal with COVID. We had to deal with a time schedule that was new to everyone. And yet, you know, it could have, I mean, it's stressful enough to put on a big show like this and we're the first spinoff of Mandalorian. So those are big shoes or big boots to fill, big armor to fill. Yet we just focused on the work and everybody, was very enthusiastic because there's just so much history and legacy to Jenga and Boba Fett. You know, we really wanted to be honoring 
that legacy. Being the Star Wars fan, I knew, you know, how big that is. I think the big thing for me, Jill, was walking into some of the volumes and the new sets we have these days in yeah. terms of the depth and the uh, dimensional aspects now of the set. So it's quite spectacular. I even mm. told the guy who was doing the making of, hey, you got to follow me in here. You know, put the camera right behind me, follow me in. Just see what I see when I walk into the studio. And, you know, we've got the COVID uh, protocols because they want to keep us safe. So all the stuff, go actors, and then as the actor walks on set, and the volumes, you sort of just, you're walking from your dressing room down the corridor into these dark spaces and then bam, you'll see these wonderful sets. And even some of the things on the wall are moving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it looks like it's uh, three-dimensional in, in a way. There's yeah. people moving on this. And the volumes these days aren't just the blue screen or the green screen now. You've actually got the set of wherever scene we're in right there. Quite Amazing. believable. Yeah. And I don't know how they do it all, but it's quite a... Uh, I'm sure there's quite a, work, a lot of work involved, but that for me was quite spectacular. Just yeah. walking into the, yeah. what we call, not the studio, but the volume now. And that was just amazing. And then you just see, find our place. We'd have a block through. Uh, John and Dave be down there every day, every morning to make sure we're there blocking, just keeping an eye on things and making sure we're getting the right information across today. We'd have model films to watch. A couple of times we'd sit down and watch Marlon Brando. Wow. Cool. I talked to Ming for D23's publication and she mentioned behind the scenes, she's more of an introvert and you're, I can't imagine that you're an extrovert based on all of this. <laughs> and you're ready to joke or play the guitar. So I have to know if you ever really did break into song and if so, what song? Ooh. <laughs> so many, so many songs. He can break into one right now. Yes. <laughs> New York. Hot mic already, already. <laughs> Perhaps something from Moana. But yeah, I would break <laughs> into song and, uh, because I, I guess uh, musicals are, are happening now, you know, with this West Side story now. So I'm sure we're going to have a, a musical, aren't we? How's your singing, Ming? Now we can do a book of Boba musical. <laughs> a musical episode, yes. I'm hearing it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We better do this musical while we're still young enough. The West Side story had a very young cast there. So we better do it while we're still. Uh, well, we still got great makeup artists. Robert is incredible with the music. It's true. So he'd be going, then I'd grab it. Hey, give me a play of your guitar, Robert. And I'd just go, ding, ding, ding. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. Want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. All together now. I love it. It's a concert. And then I'm going, we're going like this, having so much fun. Then the AD would go, Tim, shut up, shut up. Get on set. Oh, my gosh. We need you on set. Okay, okay, okay. Put the guitar away. Run on set. Get into it again. Get serious. Try and hit the marks that we're supposed to hit. And then look where we're supposed to look. You kind of brought this up a little bit. I mean, talking about infusing a little bit of yourself, your your life and culture into your your stories and your characters. You've both had such pivotal roles in Disney animated films. Ming, obviously from Mulan and Tam as Chief Tui in Moana, Moana's father. Both Mulan of these films. Goes beyond the reef. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, both of these films have meant so much to so many fans, but what have these roles in particular meant to you both? Who's that yeah. guy who was in charge of the music on Disney? He's the big guy, did Hamilton. Lynn. Huh? Lynn Manuel. Lynn, yeah. Come Cut on. my voice out of Moana. 
I went and then sang my own song. He cut it out. Oh, um, no. Oh, <laughs> See, tell him I'm going to going to deal to him. We're going to okay. tell him you asked who he was. Who is that guy? The Hamilton guy? <laughs> my voice out. Well, Mickey Mouse has been so good to me, right? It's been a, a long journey with Disney, and I love it. I was just at Disneyland on New Year's Day. It's remarkable because I think it's stories that touch everybody's hearts and there's that familial quality and, and it's about love and learning to discover who you are. And, you know, it's all that childhood angst that gets sort of satisfied by the happy ending. And we all need happy endings these days. So, and I think Star Wars offer that. Star Wars offer a lot of hope. And that's George Lucas's goal always with Star Wars is that no matter how dark times can be, how things can look, just hold on to hope and you'll, you know, you'll survive it. Love that. Yes. When I first sat in the makeup chair, a lot of mine was done on the spot because I had to see what kind of ideas they had for the look of Boba and what he was going to look like. And there's certain stages that he had to go through. So I was literally relying a lot on a man called Brian Sipe, who was in charge of uh, makeup. And we did a number of uh, tests and things were and a sound would come to me as I was sort of half asleep. And then I'd look into the mirror as they were doing their work. And I'd go, oh, gee, this one looks pretty good. And so it took a number of tests, but it was, I was finding a character as they were working on my face in a way. And then once it sort of come to appear, and then I'll sort of go, yeah, looking at you. And then I'll sort of, yep, 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 we'll go with this one, I think. After, an, you know, after a number of tests we had done because he had history and where he'd been. So I really give credit in a lot of that look and character stuff, you know. Uh, you know, we bring the uh, the life force, the Modi. Yeah, because he was very, like, scarred up from the Sarlacc. Yeah. yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so bummed. We had more questions, but we're running out of time. We've got to get to our last question. We were going to ask Ming about well, if you demand that people call you Disney legend Ming not on set, but we don't have time for that. So we're going to skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, we call me Disney legend Ming Na. It was right? Disney legend. I had that on your chair on set. Yeah. Didn't All, yes. Ming Na, <laughs> Disney legend. It's well I, I wear a little okay. crown. I wear a little crown. It's a Disney legend. Queen of Disney. Yes. I mean, I would Queen if I were you. Disney. You got to You got to own it. Yes, okay, queen. so we're to our last question, which is, what is your favorite Disney memory? Favorite Disney memory? Oh, I think my first time going to Disney World with one of my BFFs, who's still my BF. Mm. She's like a godmother to my daughter. As an adult in my early 20s, discovering Disney World. And, you know, like they had Mickey Mouse butter. You know, they had the shape yes, of yes. things like that. Like, it was just things oh that goodness. was just amazing. It was also magical and incredible. Yeah. Well, I guess as a kid, we were growing up here in uh, little old New Zealand, many, many miles away. And on Sunday night, at about 7 or 8 o'clock, that Disney thing used to come on. Do, 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 bon, oh, right. World of Disney. Disney, the world of Disney. And my eight siblings when I would sit down and watch something and like it was a it was a big deal down here now that was like a Sunday night occasion plus we only had one channel so uh so uh, <laughs> as a child there was just something about those opening credits of Disney sort of just brings back those fond cuddly memories I guess yeah then what was that back like to our boring lives here in New Zealand oh <laughs> 
No, New Zealand is beautiful. Oh, no, we're all going up. You know what I mean? Back to kids. Okay, kids, get to bed. Also, I had a wonderful time on wine and just seeing the visuals and uh, being proud to be part of that. Uh, I find I still go around today and uh, parents especially say, I love your movie. Which one? Which one? A Moana. I get two hours break from the kids. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Well, both of you, Disney legend Ming-Na, Tam, it's such a pleasure. I mean, it's true. I mean, anytime I even have a conversation with her, she's like, just please refer to me as Disney legend Ming. <laughs> but like it's been a, such a pleasure. And Ming, great to see you again and have you on the show again. Tam, hopefully we will have you back. And um, congratulations. The show is fantastic. And we are Congrats on this. cannot wait to see what happens next. Thank you, guys. Guys, I know we were joking about Ming-Na going by Disney legend Ming-Na Wen, but seriously, if I were in her shoes, I wouldn't joke about it. I would. This is serious business. I couldn't agree official more. title. And I'm sorry, a concert by Tim Morrison. Like, Come on. Yes. Drift away, people. I'm very in. I'm very in. <laughs> I'm making a ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, use that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.